the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald. Uh, and joining me, uh, Matt Dudek will not be joining us this week, but in his place, John Parker. How's it going, Bob? It's been a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no shortage of excitement, let me tell you. And uh, John, you can find on Twitter at Horizon John. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well. Twitter's still up, by the way. It's I'm kind of impressed by that. Uh, at Horizon RT, uh, you can find us on Facebook too, as well at Horizon uh, Facebook.com/slash/HorizonRoundtable. Uh, you can pull us up on the web, as always, at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And and John, um, we have a couple of team. We have some teams. The first weekend of conference play is over until the end of the year. Uh, we have some teams that swept the weekend. Um, probably not the uh, all the ones you think of, but we'll get to that in a minute. But let's start out because we're recording on Sunday, and we wait. We had to wait until the end of the Youngstown State Wright State game to. We had to wait till the end of that to record. Um, obviously, we have a game on Monday, but that's yeah, uh, against Green Bay and IUPUI. But we'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, the Youngstown Wright State game, yeah. if you asked me on Wednesday, I would say that was probably the biggest game of the weekend, um, did not play out that way. Uh, Surprisingly enough, I mean, yeah. when, it, when you looked at it up until about probably, I mean, for about 35 minutes, it kind of, it kind of was. <laughs> yeah. And it I mean, kind of um, was, but I didn't expect it to be a game to to determine who was going to be 0-2 in league play. Um, No. Based on what they had done in the non-conference, I would have said um, that was probably, you know, a power struggle for the league. Obviously, it didn't play out that way, though. And um, incidentally, we'll talk about why why YSU and Wright State are 0-1 to begin with a little later on. Momentarily, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely different circumstances for the two of them coming yes. out of the game though absolutely um, you know youngstown state went to right state yes um, came away with the win yes uh, pretty comfortable pretty, win. yeah 11 point 11 point win and again you know going up until about five with up until about five minutes to the end of this game, it was pretty tight, and it seemed like it might go Wright State's way, but it just didn't because Dwayne Go Cohill went off. It, I think basically, basically, I, I think we're, we're just going to do this. Uh, I think the Horizon League is just going to do this every week, where one player just scores forty plus points every week. Last week it was Marquez Work. This week it's uh it was uh Dwayne Cohill. Work yep. had forty five last week. Dwayne Cohill finished with forty three. And 16 and 19 from the field, a perfect six for six from three-point land. But we need to talk about points 42 and 43 for a moment. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, to end yeah, the game. So, so to, apparently somewhere in there, um, like, I think he his last three-pointer. Yes. Uh, apparently he did some motion to the crowd and got the – Right, state announcers all worked up. They were calling for a technical. They were furious. Just when they calm down, he steals the ball, gets you know a one man fast break. And what does he do? What does he do? Bounces it <laughs> off the backboard to himself and just throws it down. Um, 
yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there was a, if there was a, uh, yeah, and, you know, I'm not really one that, and by the way, technical, we'll talk a little bit about technicals and coaches a little later on, too, because <laughs> that was a thing this weekend as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not one for, one for those types of technicals. I'm actually very surprised he did not get teed up on that one. <laughs> I'm very surprised. He did, but it, I mean, it was a clean play. I just, you know, I don't know. I mean. But obviously, if they weren't going to, uh, if they were, if he wasn't, if he wasn't going to get teed up, mean mug in the crowd after a three, he sure as hell wasn't going to get teed up for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was. So yes, um, yeah, um, the yeah, right states color commentator apparently is. Uh, I I'm guessing that it, it seems like there he's he doesn't have a lot of fans around the Horizon League. It seems. <laughs> no. Um... At all. And I'm not sure this weekend's I mean, going to dispel that. <laughs> Just kind of throw that out there. I, I got to say, I found that entertaining. His reaction. Well, yeah, everybody likes watching the train wreck. His reaction at first was like, okay, come on, man. Chill out. It's, it's not that big a deal. And then they calm down. And then Cohill throws down the dunk off the glass to himself. Um, that was that I, I needed, I wasn't really put together by the end of the game. I was still laughing. Um, you, you, was, needed, you needed a moment before we started recording to get your voice back. You were laughing so hard. I believe that was the direct quote, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, yeah, he, uh, apparently has. Cohill has a line of merch called Problem Child, and man, right states announcers definitely agree with that name. <laughs> uh, it would appear so, yes. Um, so, uh, what was the, I think the, uh, yeah, I gotta say this. Uh, what is it? Uh, problemchildapparel.club, that's where you can find this, that's where you can find uh, Dwayne Cohill's merch. Problemchildapparel.club, yeah. <laughs> You Seems like it, an apropos sentiment. If you if you're if you're so inclined, buy some merch from Dwayne Cohill. I mean, he did score th- forty three. Give him some love. Yeah. Um. Enemy, obvious player of the week in the. Um. You know, forty three today, twenty one against. Yeah. Northern Kentucky. Um. This game also, in my eyes, featured the freshman of the week. Uh. Once again. Uh, Brandon Noel. Yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah, big man factory strikes again. Oh man, him and a it wasn't the guy I predicted though. AJ Braun is also hitting like over six oh, yeah. percent of stats on the year. So okay, so yeah, Brandon Noel hit eight for eleven today. AJ Braun hit seven for eleven. I mean, they yeah. were the top two scorers. They were, and they both chipped in eight rebounds. God, they this is the crazy stat. Brandon Noel got five offensive rebounds. AJ Braun got six. Oh. That is unreal, and they lost by eleven. <laughs> They're a freshman and a sophomore. We really have to put up with oh, yeah. this for that much longer. Uh, yes, yes, we <laughs> do. Yes, we do. Uh, I think their biggest bugaboo is that Wright State shot three for fifteen from three point. They and were fine otherwise. They just they couldn't hit the switched, three. They switched everything for Kobe. Yeah. So he was on. Uh, the the downside for Braun and Noel is. He was being defended by them an awful lot and yeah. had no trouble with it. Um, yeah. Though, I'm in their defense, yeah, no. Uh, you're, I don't expect A.J. Braun to handle, you know, 
Dwayne Cohill out on the perimeter. No, absolutely. No, that is just, that is a mismatch of mismatches. There was three points. And clearly you saw it was three points. Um, But yeah. uh, One other weird thing about this game is that Trey Calvin started on the bench. Yeah, I guess uh, (laughs) it was related to defense and I kind of get it. He, I mean, it didn't matter clearly. No, um, this is the at least third different experienced lead guard to set a career high against Wright State this year. Yeah, that's that's problematic. This one wasn't on him. Finky was on him the whole game. Um, that's right. And then um, they the switches. Tim, Tim Finky incidentally apparently went to uh, the same hair uh, went to his uh, hairstylist and said, "Give me." <laughs> The give me the loud and love. You know which one, people. <laughs> the one that the one that Grandpa Silly went to the, uh, early uh, at one point as well, and then decided screw. It, I can't pull this off, man. Man, I was figuring maybe he thought he would get that same, you know, the magic that the space. I mean, form, the... well, I mean, and defensively, <laughs> yeah. Offensively, no. He was four of fifteen from the field. He was offensively, he was he did not do very well. No, he was um, one for six from three. It was it was not pretty. Yeah, rough game. Um, a couple of rough games for Wright State, really. I mean, they're zero and two now. Yeah, um, and they're zero and two because Robert Morris beat him pretty handily. Robert yeah. Morris actually beat Wright State worse than. Than Youngstown State did, yeah. yeah. You want to talk about you want to talk about players going off on them. I mean, Dwayne Cohill goes off them on Sunday, and Khalil Spear has a career night against them. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, this is definitely like heading into, um, you know, league play. Yeah, I thought that Wright State had the most impressive wins. Um, yeah. It was like a reverse of what happened to him last year. Like, I know uh, Louisville is brutal this year, but very brutal. on paper, they would still be contending in the Horizon League. They're still ranked higher than everyone for now, um, except yeah. for, I think, maybe one team. Um, Two teams, probably. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Two. But, but yeah, so... Like, on paper, I think Wright State was doing well in the, you know, the early portion of non-league play. And then this weekend happened. and This weekend, the bottom fell out. And, yeah, I don't really have an explanation for it. They were at home. Yeah. They just dropped two home games um, by double figures. Yeah. Uh, This is... Yeah, one of we, one, again the, the Youngstown State of which they were they were leading at half and they were leading for a good chunk of that second half and then the bottom fell off for them. The Robert yeah. Morris game they was just wire to wire they were just having trouble the entire time. Yeah, um, RMU was on the flip side to me the biggest positive shot oh, yeah. of the weekend. Um, oh yeah, blowing out Wright State at Wright State after yeah. or and then. Uh, turning around, and honestly, they were right in it. Yeah, until the very end. Yeah, until the very end, they had the ball against Northern Kentucky with seconds to play. Oh man, yeah. Oh, I hate it. This kind of hurts my soul too, man. Because it was like, so they, so, so what happened was, um, 
Andy Tool was looking for a call um, under his rim, didn't and, get and it, dropped an expletive at the at the ref, and the ref teed him up. I, and I agree that I think he was right that there should have been the call. Yeah. Um, they were. But I gotta tell you, man. The I gotta tell you, man. The and we saw this in another game. We'll talk about later. Horizon League refs are, refs are not down with getting cursed at this week. <laughs> they just aren't. No. Um. They were down by two. At least he didn't get tossed like somebody else we're going to talk about later. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would take getting tossed in a blowout loss over, you know. It it was 58 to 56. It was. It was. And it was like, it was, you're right. It was like literally, it was the closing seconds. It was like three seconds left. Yeah. A little under four to play. Um, Northern Kentucky hits Marquez Warwick, hits both of the. Technical yeah. free throws. Yep. Then it's time for Sam Vincent to hit the personal foul free throws. And what he does he both. do? He yeah. missed both. If yeah, not no. those technical free throws, that last second heave would have been for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, tool, I, I mean, I don't know that anything would have happened differently. Like, oh, well, you know, Khalil Spear thinking, oh, you know, this could be for the win. So I really need to put my all into this 85-foot shot. But it's it but i mean if we're being if we're being honest though this was a lot better this was the honestly this weekend this this first weekend of horizon league play this is the this is the robert morris we've been expecting this whole entire time they've been been here the whole entire time we had some trouble um kind of you know keeping roster holdovers and um coming up with a squad that can you know, compete. Uh, and they had all through non-league play struggled. This is how we expected them to play. I mean, they... So, yeah, the, so so to be clear, by the way, the, the final closing seconds, it was Enoch Cheeks under the uh, under the rim. He lost the ball. Stan Vincent stole. Michael Green III fouled him. Andy Tool got pissed. Dropped, a, dropped an expletive at the ref. Then... Because it was fifty, it was fifty. Yeah, it was, you were right. It was fifty-eight. Was it fifty-eight? Yeah, yeah. It was fifty-eight, fifty-six at that point. So I don't know. It doesn't matter yeah. because it would have been a two-point game. Vincent yeah. missed both free throws. It would have been for the win. No, it and, wouldn't have been because it was fifty-six, sixty after Warwick took his free throws. Right, right. But Warwick yeah. wasn't the one. Warwick took the technical free throws. Yes, if he did. Those technical. That technical doesn't happen. Spear would have been throwing that ball at the hoop. True. Hoping to get three points. And True. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, Sorry, I was I'm I'm thinking of the alternate time. You're 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 <laughs> thinking of the I'm, I'm not thinking of the, the I, timeline. I yeah, am yeah. confusing the alternate timeline with the actual timeline. I've seen too many multiverse movies this year. Um, <laughs> that's on me. Sorry. Um, um but so, yeah, yeah. I mean, nonetheless, Robert Morris did come away from the to me, what is typically, and I would say potentially still this year, the toughest uh, road trip oh, yeah. in the league, almost, you know, with a shot to go 2-0. Uh, yeah. With a blowout win and a very close loss. Um, I mean, look how hard, I mean, honestly, look how hard, look how hard it was for Youngstown State. Yeah. <laughs> to get 
at least one win. And there, and we've talked many times about how where at the, you know how we consider them one of the top teams in this conference, and look how yeah. hard it was for them. So yeah, for Robert Morris to do what they did is pretty pretty special too. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and we say that now, and then they're gonna you know something stupid will happen during the rest of the <laughs> conference schedule. You know this is what's gonna happen. Because we I all mean, get super under- hyped up about this, you know, the first couple of games of the conference, and then the rest of the conference schedule comes out. I'm like, Ugh. but you know what? I'm gonna yeah. bask in the I'm gonna bask in the uh, in the glow of afterglow of the first two conference games of how how they went because <laughs> I was I, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, Robert Morris. I don't know. Maybe are they just really good in Dayton? I mean, they were very good at Northern I mean, Kentucky, too, could but be. they lost. That's true. Lost by at Dayton by nine. Mm-hmm. Blew out Wright State. That win over Wright State was their first D1 win of the year. <laughs> That's amazing, too, because <laughs> they, they, Robert Morris had a, a couple of opportunities in yeah. Savannah during that MT to yeah. win. There were a couple of them, one against Mercer and then one against uh, – who was the other team? Evansville. Um, Evansville. Both of those. Yeah. They had an opportunity to, to win those and then kind of fell short. Yeah, so... For their first that. Division One win to be against Wright State is, is kind of something. At Wright State, too. Yeah. At Wright State. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, and I think, you know, maybe they can turn this into a little bit of positive momentum. Uh, they have a uh, game at Central Michigan coming up. Yeah. Um, Marshall might be a little tough, although it is at home. Um, and then Marshall's probably against, is going to be tough. So, and then a couple yeah. against their old uh, NEC opponents, Mount St. Mary's and Mount St. Mary. Which, which I mean, if it's Robert Morris, you know, they flip back to NEC mode, they should be fine, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, th- this could be the start of positive momentum, or it could just be a fluke good weekend. We'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, Robert Morris fan will take it. What they won't take is the gray uniforms, though. Apparently, there was a, there was a little bit of a flap over the 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 uh, the style of the uniforms. Apparently, um, props to Andy Tool though, because he was actually uh, he was uh, he must have been in a good mood because he was uh, talking about you know, what what had happened with their actual blue uniforms that were supposed to be there. Apparently, there was a shipping issue, so that's why they had to wear the grays. So, but yeah, let me tell you something. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I I hate to tell you this, Robert Boris fan, but if they had won that second game, if they had swept the weekend, they would have had to wear the gray uniforms throughout the road. The road <laughs> I don't make the rules, man. I don't make the rules. I just I just I just follow the letter of the law. If you sweep a sweep your first conference weekend in ugly uniforms, guess what? You got to wear them the rest of the time on the road. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, then the other half of today's game. Um, Youngstown State, yeah, was also playing to avoid zero and two in league play, but it under dramatically different circumstances. Oh yeah, and again, on the arguably toughest road stand of you know road trip of the year. Probably the be- and probably the best way to start, but incidentally, probably the best way to start off the conference schedule is that game Youngstown State against Northern Kentucky. And that was every bit the nod down drag out I expected it to be. Yeah, that was double overtime. It was insane. And Northern it, Kentucky won at the end. I'll say it did kind of yeah, it did kind of fizzle out at the end. It got to be a little bit of ref ball, but a little bit. I thought 
um, you know, especially second half. I mean, um, I've been very, very excited about my alma mater as well this year. Uh, uh, we'll, and we'll talk about them a little later on. I didn't get to watch the, you know, most of the second half of their game because of that double overtime session. Um, to be fair, we didn't miss a whole lot, and we'll explain why later. <laughs> Still, I wanted to watch yeah. that. Too. So Marquez, um, War- yeah, Marquez Warwick, again, coming off of that 45-point game score is 30 here. Yeah, he was, you know, unstoppable down the stretch. Um, but, and, you know, got the, the great win. irony, by the way. And I got to point this out, because remember, this was the homecoming for Adrian Nelson. And Adrian Nelson, of course, played for, you know, Adrian Nelson spent most of his, all of his college career at Northern Kentucky before going to Youngstown State. And the guy who replaced him, obviously, was Chris Brandon. So, so here's the line, by the way. Here's the line on them. So both of them, they both got eight rebounds, although Chris Brandon uh, had a four to two advantage in the offensive glass. Uh, Dwayne, um, Adrian Nelson did outscore him, though. Uh, Adrian Nelson got 16, and Chris Brandon only got two points. But to be fair, Chris Brandon isn't exactly isn't the guy isn't the scorer on this team. Let's be honest with him. Let's be honest. He's not the scorer on this team. He's got a that's bunch of other people around him, so that's fair. And also, also I think Adrian, given the uh, all stats being equal, I think Adrian Nelson would rather have the win. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely say so. Um... But yeah, that was a great game. I'm sorry you missed, you know, the first half of your game. It's fine. Um, that was that was fantastic basketball, and it's you know something where I didn't want to, you know, turn away. I'm waiting um, for. I can't wait for the return match at uh, at Beagley. That's going to be insane, and you know that's going to be insane because every single game at Beagley for in the Horizon League is like a house <laughs> of heart attacks. You know what I'm talking about, young state fan, uh, young South state fan every, every time. Yeah. No kidding. Without um, a doubt. And yeah, I mean, obviously you're Northern Kentucky. You feel pretty good about the weekend coming away two and all. They you had to fight for it on yeah, both ends. Definitely. And one um, of the fights you didn't expect to get into. But honestly, for me, if you're Youngstown State, you'll feel pretty okay with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Today's. You, you know you're gonna. You know you're gonna get the. You know you're gonna get the return game at, at, at Youngstown State at the end of the near uh, in the second half of the season. So yeah, I, um, I, I totally get that one. And to me, like, I'm gonna do a little bit of a spoiler for the power rankings that'll come out Tuesday because of tomorrow's game. Um, Oh, so it will be Tuesday. Okay. Be I didn't know if you're going to wait until the uh, I didn't know if you're going to wait until the little kids game was done between IUPUI and Green Bay to post those up. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fine. I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that's, that's it fair. could flip them. It could flip them. Let's see. Um, that's very judicious of you. Very nice. They, if you're Youngstown State, I mean, okay, I'm going to have Youngstown State above Northern Kentucky. My logic here is Northern Kentucky either decide your home court is worth zero or you probably would have lost that game on a neutral court. I, I think to me, 
it's the second one. It's, you know, they won because they were at home. Um, I clearly they're very close together in terms of, you know, they really are. So they won't be far apart in those rankings. And frankly, at this point of the year, even if they were far apart, there's not that much between them. I, (laughs) I, the way I see it, we kind of expected the top six to just be clustered all together. Uh, right now, I would argue it's the top seven that seven. are separated by nothing. And one of those top six we predicted before the year is not included at this moment. If they figure it out, you know, most of the league could just be. A yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about the person, the team you're talking about here momentarily <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, I mean. If you're Youngstown State, you're one and one. Um, you could have dropped to zero and two today in league play, but completely different. Uh-huh. You know, given the two overtime loss on the road versus just getting blown out by Robert Morris at home. Um, but they came away with the win, so to me, they're going to be. I'm not going to ding them too hard for a double overtime loss at a difficult place to play on the road. Uh, an extremely difficult place to play on the road, that's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I get the logic, yeah. Youngstown State fan will be happy with you, that's for sure. <laughs> for once. For, for once, once. yeah. God, if they would have lost today, they'd be mad at me again. <laughs> that's not the – well, I mean <laughs> – Again, I mean, this is a really, I mean, this, this, I mean, this was, I mean, this is, uh, this is every year. It's a tough road trip. It always is. I mean, if you can get yeah. at least one win out of there, you consider that a, it's you a, consider that a bonus. Can, you know, it can be a, there have been times where a team that won one of the games at yeah. Northern Kentucky or Wright State uh-huh. got like a three spot boost in the postseason seating. Yeah. It's always good for tiebreakers. Uh, yes, exactly. So, all right, can we talk about Cleveland State now? We can talk about Cleveland State now. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah, they they won six games in a row. I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of blown away by this one. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I mean, it's so. I mean, there's always kind of a a big bunch of question marks when you have a new coach and you have this transition. Uh, you have you know players leaving the transfer portal, especially the ones that Cleveland State lost in the transfer portal, um, specifically Trey Gomillion and and Demoy Hodge. Um, tearing it up at Missouri. Yes, he is. So so you you go into the season with a new coach, Daniel Robinson, first year first time head coach, and you really don't know what you're going to get. Apparently, what you're going to get now is. Uh, Two Horizon League wins in double digits. Yeah. Um, a- apparently, Cleveland State has decided we're just going to destroy people. Yeah. Fair enough. Eight, so the way, obviously, starting. I'm off not the used season, to that, by the way. <laughs> sorry, I'm going to bring up some bad memories from a few weeks ago, but. Oh, come on. Yeah, you got to. Losing to a D2 team. So rattling off those four wins against, you know, to me, not very good teams in a row. Yeah. Wasn't super sold on them, but now, well, no, I mean, I really, I, I know Oakland is dinged up, and we'll talk a little bit about them, but 
they still have the power, firepower to be able to make life difficult. And we'll talk about what Detroit Mercy did before they got to Cleveland State. Yeah. Uh, specifically mm-hmm. Antoine Davis. When you have Antoine Davis and Gerald Liddell, who finally showed, who's now finally an at, and on the active rotation, who did outstanding against Cleveland State, he got a double-double. I mean, Yeah. You expect it. You expect those are going to be two really tough games, and you don't expect Cleveland State to you. You would be happy if Cleveland State had split the the weekend, and by yeah. you I mean normal Cleveland State fan. <laughs> um, yeah, they rational Cleveland State fan completely changed. My I would have been okay with a. <laughs> I would have been okay with a split myself, but. What happened was absolutely not even close to what that ha- what happened. Oh, they blew away Oakland and Detroit. Who I mean, they lost. They won by I think fourteen and fifteen. It wasn't even that close. It was that close because because they called off the dogs like two minutes. You know, called off the dogs near the end. Yeah. Um, Cleveland State scored ninety two against Detroit Mercy. The last time Cleveland State scored that many in regulation was when Kay Felder was playing for Oakland. That's how long ago that was. Yeah, I mean, they were outstanding this weekend, which I'll buy in. You know, at this point, that's six in a row. These last two are ultra impressive, regardless of what happened before it. Um, Two easy wins over teams that I think, uh, you know, in our poll were top six in the league. Although I gotta say, as I as I said before, I I actually did pick Cleveland State over Detroit Mercy. Now I feel smart. <laughs> yeah, you look good right now. But I, I gotta say though, the, the Cleveland State's got a meat grinder coming up because they got same. They're going on the road. They're going. To, they're playing St. Bonaventure. They play Kent State, and I know they're playing at the Wolstein Center. But you might as well make that a Kent because there's so many damn Kent State grads in Cleveland. It's gonna be a <laughs> Kent State home game. Then they gotta go out to Loyola Marymount. Um, and I think they they finish up with some non D one. Don't lose this one, please. <laughs> that would be fantastic. There's... No, 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 no. You know what? No, they they <laughs> Cleveland State has fulfilled their one embarrassing moment quota for the season. It's over. They got it oh, out of the way on. right at the start. It doesn't even hurt in the net rankings. Just no, it doesn't. Which is great. <laughs> Love that. And then, um, and then yeah, when we talk about Detroit Mercy again. Yeah. Um, so. Got so so out against Cleveland State two okay. days after they just took it to Purdue Fort Wayne for most. Oh, I got to point out that Purdue Fort Wayne got back into that game for most. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they did finally pull away. And by the way, I, I wasn't. I don't even know what happened, but I wasn't even paying attention because it didn't look like Antoine Davis was going to reach the Horizon League all-time scoring record because he was like kind of stuck on eleven for like ten minutes. And then all of a sudden he finishes with 22, and I'm like, in a blink of an eye. <laughs> like, what the hell? He does that. Congratulations, um, Antoine, but come on. Let us pay a little yeah. more attention to you, man. This is your moment. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's – By the yeah. way, props to our guys – props to both our guys. Uh, Dan Hasty, the uh, the the uh, Detroit Mercy play-by-play guy on the radio, and our guy John Nolan, who got to do the uh, TV play-by-play for uh, Purdue Fort Wayne for calling that. Absolutely. Yeah. Two, I mean, two of um, our, two of our, uh, two of our proud participants in the, uh, in it, our annual meeting forum this year. So. And yeah. So, I mean, Antoine sets the 
Horizon League or breaks this Horizon League scoring record. He does. Um, and they easily handled the defending Horizon League co-champion. And we um, got to talk now. And now we have to talk about Gerald Liddell because Gerald Liddell is decided. This is he is. We know what his role on this team is. Basically, he's a rebounding machine. <laughs> That's what and he does. And secondary scoring, for sure, clearly. Yeah, which is what they desperately needed because they're, again, this is what, this seems to happen every year with Detroit Mercy. They got guys out. Jaden Stone was out. Jordan Phillips was out. Arashima Parks was out. Um, you know, A.J. Oliver was also out. So they have all these guys out. And they still took it to Purdue Fort Wayne. Yeah, and you know, clearly huge victory. Um, so it makes you actually it does make you wonder what you know what what are they going to look like when they all these guys are healthy finally. You wonder if yeah. that's always going to happen because it's Detroit Mercy because every time <laughs> these guys come back somebody else gets hurt and it's just uh, you know I mean illnesses I believe was the uh, the the big thing for a couple of these guys but yeah every time I turn around it's like. They're hurt. They're sick. They're doing. I mean, it's. I don't know, man. It's a. What, what's going on over at Detroit Mercy? This happens every year. <laughs> um. But yeah, Gerald Liddell's debut: 16, 16 points, sixteen rebounds, and a win at the defending Pretty, Horizon yeah. League champs, who brought back most of the team. Um. Oh yeah. And Antoine was decent. If they can win games consistently against, you know, solid opponents where Antoine is decent. I think Detroit mm-hmm. Mercy is going to be, um, you know, give people trouble. He wasn't. And you got to remember too that, and you got to remember too that, uh, again, I, they do so much better at, at Callahan. I don't think they're going to lose that many games at Callahan, if at all. <laughs> For some reason, Callahan is like their fortress of solitude and they will, they will destroy all. Co- they do. And then in that loss to Cleveland State, Liddell did add uh, 18 points and 13 rebounds. Yeah, another he was fine. Yeah, again, it's it's crazy because because I was I was looking at the I was looking at the box score, and I was blown away by the fact that okay, so Antoine Davis had 23 points, Gerald Liddell had 18 points, 13 rebounds. Um, Isaiah Jones, one of the one of the freshman had 17 points and he was like and he was 50 percent from three point marcus tankersley had like a another freshman he had like a he had like a five minute stretch where he scored all 10 of his points so they got four guys in double figures and they still lose 92 77 um don't allow 92 points yeah yeah that, I, yeah i mean if, if you the defense clearly points. need some work <laughs> if you allow 92 it, it doesn't matter how many guys you have in double figures i mean yeah that that is true that is very true you can't yeah you can't let cleveland state shoot 50 percent. you just can't do that <laughs> which uh, uh which is a statement i never thought i didn't think i was gonna sit here a lot <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um oh by the way go back to by the way uh just go back to cleveland state for one minute um i think cleveland state has found their replace uh they they yeah, it's like again, it's like every time I turn around, this is five, it's four different guys who are getting scoring double digits. You, I mean, it went Tristan and Aruna is didn't even score. He only scored nine. Oh this wow! This time it was like it was like you know Tay Williams who got a double double. He scored a career high twenty three. Yael Hill, 
I didn't even like he like was he got a sneaky 19 too. <laughs> and then you know Deshaun Parker, I, Deshaun Parker man, six assists, one turnover in that game. Cleveland State only had eight turnovers that entire game. I, I, it's amazing to me that Cleveland State has had no issues with turnovers this year. I, I mean, even in the losses, they didn't really have that big a deal issue with turnovers. And I think Deshaun Parker is like averaging like six and a half, seven re- assists a game. It's insane. <laughs> but again, Deshaun Parker, one of the guys who stayed. Yeah. So I guess it was worth it. Um, so, so yeah, in, in as much as we want to talk about it, but I, I, again, I think if the, I think if the, Ooh, I think if you get if Detroit Mercy gets all their guys back again, big if because every time they get somebody back, somebody else ends up getting <laughs> one on the bench. That seems to be what happens all the time. If that happens, I think they're gonna. Be, I think you're gonna be okay. Purdue Fort yeah. Wayne probably has some. Uh, I would say they have some soul searching to do, but then again, they also beat uh, Oakland too. But they had to do it in overtime. Yeah. They did it in overtime at home against, um, you know, an Oakland team that we kind of alluded to earlier hasn't really got it going this year. Um, And and I'd say the same thing about Purdue Fort Wayne. They were one where in, you know, last week I would have had them toward the middle of the pack, whereas they were a near unanimous pick to win the league in the preseason with, you know, most of a team coming back that had won the league. Um, and then some pretty impressive replacements seemingly waiting in the wings. Oh, yes. Um, they, yeah, obviously getting a homestand and, you know, one and one and the win was in overtime. It's kind of the flip side of the Youngstown State scenario where you feel pretty good when you're one and one and it took double overtime to lose a tough road stand or road trip. Um, you don't feel as good when you're one and one in league play and it took overtime to beat another team that's not really living up to preseason expectations so far. Absolutely strong. Although, I mean, again, it's it's Oakland. You know what they're capable of. They can do CC. Yeah. And, um, but you're hoping that they do a lot better. They, they you The league needs them to do a lot better. You know, them going 0-2 this week was not uh, not good. I mean, again, you rem- remember Rocket Watts and Jalen Moore are still dinged up. So you got to get a bunch of guys who are you, – you, the issue is you need guys who can step it up. And, I mean, Keaton Hervey's doing his part. Trey Townsend's doing his part. Although, I mean, he got swarmed against Cleveland State. Trey Townsend <laughs> did. He got swarmed. <laughs> I, mean, he, I, I mean, there wasn't anything against him. It's just – I mean, I think it was equal parts Spider and uh, it was equal parts Spider Johnson and Tristan Aruna who just kind of enveloped him and kind of made him a non-factor. And that's yeah. not good, you know, and which is so. But yeah, that that they're going to be kind of li- I think they're going to kind of be limping along. I mean, I Trey, Town- like- Trey Townsend got a double double against Cleveland State, but I mean, yeah, so did Spider. That, um, yeah, I mean, the Oakland is, as we mentioned, the team you alluded to at the top about uh, disappointing. 
now 0-2 in the league, along with Wright State, but 2-8 and eight overall. Even yeah. coming into this weekend, they were the, not. The, that's way too much like Wright, uh, Wright State last year. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, hey, maybe they have that to look forward to. Uh, but Fun. <laughs> I mean, to their credit, most of the teams they've played – you understand why they've lost those games. They they've scheduled difficult opponents, um, and they got even more difficult opponents looking to come to come because they go right? play. They play Syracuse at Syracuse. They play Michigan State. I mean, it's just. I mean, and at Boise. And at um, Boise. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, it's like yeah, it's gonna be the gauntlet. Yeah, they're like, it It's the gauntlet with uh. uh a lineup that, and I think even Trey, I think Trey Townsend got a little dinged up during the Cleveland State game too. So, oh. yeah, it's, I mean, you, you got a team that's pretty dinged up, and they're gonna have to go through a meat grinder, a road gate, a road trip meat grinder. Oof. That's gonna be not good for them, that's for sure. No, and I mean, um, I'll be honest, I think they have the talent to give. They can Milo overcome it, but are they problems? Um, yeah. when they come back to league play, it's at home against the Wisconsin teams. So, you know, hopefully you can pretty easily come away with one of those wins. Uh, yeah. The other, I'll be like, yeah, I'll talk about that later. But, no, let's talk yeah, about no. it now. Let's talk about Milwaukee. No, let's... Milwaukee is two and zero. By the way, they are. Um. They play. I mean, but, do we really want to say that it's because they play Green Bay and IUPUI? I mean, I don't think it's because they play Green Bay and IUPUI. Honestly, I think they're non-conference slate. They've had a lot of wins that nobody would have predicted them to have. That's true. Um, they are seven and three. They're to me, they're five and one against teams that are you know either about on their level or should be about on their level. So they're two Horizon League games. Um, they won the Cream City Classic, as you talked about last week. That they and did. And then lost to St. Thomas by two. Uh, four. Thing is, they lost by four. Well, well thing. yeah, sorry. Bit of a bit of a. But, I mean, and the Iowa State game wasn't a complete blowout either. So, I mean, that's. No, uh, and I mean, I'm very, very excited about how they've started the year. Um, uh-huh. I think certain comments about how they might be. I've heard it from several people that they might have the, you know, be in the running for the least talented team in the league has obviously not come out. If you're, you know, if you're talking running and jumping, I think they're proving to be possibly the most talented team in the league. I'm sorry. But, watch five minutes of Ahmad Rand and ask me to say that again. Good Lord. <laughs> come on. Well, oh my goodness. <laughs> come on. How many alley oops does he have this year? Uh, ten? More than a few. <laughs> more Yesterday's than a few. Was in traffic, got fouled between two guys, threw it down. Oh my! I, they've had. I think they've had more different guys dunk it than some team than Wright State has in their rotation. <laughs> like, yeah, probably. Yeah, more than they've likely. They've been impressive this year. Thing is, that whole five and one that I just yeah. talked about. Uh-huh. The only road game was at Green Bay, so yeah. they should beat Green Bay. They should beat IUPUI, but in an ideal world, those are league games, so they should be a little bit more equal. Um, yeah. But then, I mean, 
St. Thomas, oh, frustrating, but... Um, like I said last week, I think St. Thomas is going to be running the Summit League before too long. Yeah. I, I think they're, I mean, they're that good a team. I mean, no, they're, I mean, they're a team. Come on, they're, they're, they're a school that jumped from Division Three to Division One, <laughs> And they're doing yeah, this they're right now. projected yeah. to finish in the middle of the Summit. But, I mean. Yeah. They were By the way, the, that's time. the last we're going to talk about Summit League. If you want to actually listen to Summit League stuff, reaching the, the Reaching the Summit podcast. <laughs> um. But Listen I mean, to yeah. those guys. UC Davis is a top, I mean, borderline top 150 team, according mm-hmm. to Ken Palm, which it's still early, and Milwaukee is proving that preseason Ken Palm doesn't mean a whole lot. They're already up, what, almost 80 spots? Oh, um, quite a few, yeah. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're definitely, yeah, Milwaukee is definitely on the rise. Yeah, um, the one thing I'll say about them, and I was kind of going to mention it before we shifted over to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. they don't have a point guard. They have lead guards. It's something that I mentioned before the year. It's something that I've tweeted yes. out since. They're going to turn the ball over a lot. Right now, I would say only one team, UC Davis, mm-hmm. has really hit them in the mouth on that. Or Yeah, I mean, I guess- you wouldn't know that you wouldn't have – looking at their stats – for their assisted turnover ratio, you would think that they have a full-time point guard as opposed to <laughs> point guard by committee. And that's one thing I've loved about watching this team. They are in constant motion. Bart Lundy to, magic. It, it, it appears to be real. The lack of the point guard. They're just constantly moving, 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 so that 80% of the passes they throw yeah. are going less than 10 feet with nobody between them. It's – oh. It is so much prettier. I, I prefer it to having a point guard and having him stand at the top of the key for 15 seconds. I love it. It's so fun to watch. Um, I do think they're going to, you know, run into a team that's talented enough to hit him in the mouth, force a bunch of turnovers, and just, you know. It may not be anytime soon because they got Chad. I, I don't know what Chattanooga looks like, um, but that's who they play next. And then – they got North Park, which come on, really. <laughs> and then they got uh, who else? Are they they have one other. Uh, they have a couple other contests that are coming up. That, uh, but yeah, I don't know if they're gonna if if they're gonna get hit there. I don't know if they're gonna. Oh, Rhode Island might. Uh, Rhode Island might be one for them. Rhode I Island. Last, I think that's. I like, don't. I don't, I don't know. know. Given where Milwaukee's expectations were, like yeah, they're supposed to lose to any team. That's, you know. Yeah, but they don't have that many. Yeah, I think they only have like three games that I that I can see. I think they only have like three games left before the conference starts see, again. Yeah, I could see the league uh, opponents. I could see that Michigan trip, mm-hmm. them getting hit in the mouth. If they don't, my expectations are going to be out of control. <laughs> um, that ought to be something. All right. Yeah. Looking forward to yeah. that. Early, it's early, but right now it looks like our schools are battling it out for coach of the year. It's amazing. How does that happen <laughs> again? You, you, all right, I, I will. I will accept okay. a Cleveland. I will cle- accept a, uh, a third cle- uh, Cleveland State coach getting coach of the year for third year in a row. I'll accept. Well, no, no, it wasn't a third year because John Kaufman won last year. Right. Third Sorry, my year. bad. It was. Well, it was. Isn't three in a row because Dennis Gates got back to back in nineteen and uh, twenty and twenty one. 
And yeah, yeah. I, I, w- I would accept a another first year. For, yeah, but right but we'll now, see. We'll I'm see. saying it's Lundy. There's a lot of season left to play. Obviously. Um, but it's looking good for Lundy. It's looking good for Robinson. Um, looks like uh, the, these coll- uh, our respective schools chose wisely. Yeah. Um, and then... All right, so... Like so you kind of mentioned the reason that... The reason that there was never really any doubt. Um, Milwaukee, we didn't even really talk about what they did this weekend. We just said they won. Um, because it's Green Bay and IUPUI. That's why. Yeah. One I, by 13, <laughs> one by 14, call it a day. Um, it was. It's a push. Nice. I'm telling – I know. I don't know what the line is for this game. Again, we're recording on Sunday because – we're not we're not recording because uh, the Monday game is like in the morning or the it's morning on Central Time. So yeah, because um, it's uh, it's the Education Day one that they're doing in Green Bay. You know what? That is they the league did us dirty on this one <laughs> because they scheduled those games. Scheduled that one Friday both games, night. <laughs> both those games on ESPNU. Let's but go. No, both both Green Bay IUPUI games. For, well, the one game that's in Green Bay this week. And the return game in, uh, at IUPUI, they're both Education Day games. They're both playing those games at noon Eastern. Both of those games. Like, come How on, man. supposed to run the tipsy off like that? Yeah. What is the – we could have got that Sickos Committee account on the tipsy off. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> you could have. I'm – I'm – I am i i am I, that, that's your thing. It's definitely not mine, so <laughs> – well, yeah, uh, things are going to be on hold until. Uh, by the game. way, by the way, um, I think it's Scott Warris was on the call for the uh, for the Milwaukee game uh, against IUPUI. He kept saying, you know, IUPUI is the second worst rebounding team in the country. The worst is Green Bay. That honestly shocks me because my thing looking at you would think Wisconsin that wouldn't schools. be right, but it is, I guess. Yeah, looking at the Wisconsin schools, I almost feel like Green Bay is like a knockoff version of Milwaukee where all their best players are like 6'5 and taller. Yeah. How can they not rebound? I don't you know. know. You've got good Kessler, question. You've got Meyer. You've got Cummings. You've got like all, you have all these guys who should be rebounding, and yet apparently they're not rebounding to the point where they're the worst in the country. That that requires some explanation that I can't do. That's I don't know if you can either. Yeah, I heard that, and I had to go look it up, even though he obviously researched it before. I didn't believe it when the announcers. I don't it. believe you. Well, <laughs> apparently, we were um, wrong collectively, so it is what it is. But anyway, all right. So yeah, so that's so. I mean, honestly, minute, no matter, no matter looks- the outcome of that game, the, the Monday game, it's you know. It's pushing back the power rankings. Well, it's say all that. that's all that it, that's all it's doing, really. That's <laughs> I, all it's doing. For a minute, it didn't look like it was going to. At a point, I will say this though: half, um, Milwaukee was up by almost twenty on IUPUI, and um, IUPUI like, came back. Yeah, so. Milwaukee drew seven fouls in the first four minutes against IUPUI in the second half, and it just I, looked like it was going to be, you know, they were going to be down to the iron six again um but <laughs> they stopped committing fouls um and ended up winning or losing by less yes you know not that much less but definitely less they got it down to one single point. digits one point less yeah point they less. 
hit a freebie shot at the end. That they did, yes, that is true. <laughs> I will say um, this: they, uh, IUPUI. Do, uh, so Bryce Monroe is out for IUPUI. I guess he's got a wrist. Uh, he's got a wrist injury, so we don't know if we're going to see him for Green Bay. So that's going to suck. They kind of need that guy at some point. Yeah. Clearly, he makes them better. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they almost pulled off a decent win against New Orleans. Yeah. Off by one. I got to say, too, whoever okay. wins, whoever does not win this game, they're going to have a hard time winning any other game the rest of the season. <laughs> I take back. It doesn't even matter who it is who loses. <laughs> yeah. That's um, a pretty crappy statement. Yeah. the Whoever loses their other opportunity is the other game in the series it seems that's like. insane um because yeah i mean i when i just mentioned i think there are teams that although no wait i'm hard. sorry i, I was i was good. incorrect uh iupy does have one one game one opportunity to win and it's against spalding oh so they at least they get to do that although it's a non-d1 team at least they'll have a win i don't know what's going to do for them personally but yeah. Well, hey, right now, IUPUI and Green Bay are above Wright State and Oakland in the standings. So they've got that going for them. All right. Enjoy that temporarily, guys. <laughs> All right. So that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, so as as John alluded to, uh, Power Rankings coming out next this week, RiseOnRoundTable.com, and you can catch all the rest of the stuff we're doing. Um, you can pull us up wherever podcasts are found. Of course, you can pull us up on your Amazon and Google devices. So tune in next time. Until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs>